Penalt Pest and Protection is a tabletop role-playing game based on the 2D6 system Monster of the Week. This is not a show for children! Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to episode four of Penalt Pest and Protection. My name is Fox Evans, and I am going to be your den mother today and tomorrow and the day after that. And until we finish this campaign, that's my job. That's my title. That's who I am. <laughs> oh, I normally go next, don't I? I mean, yes. Hi, I'm Dade Robison. Uh, I play Clara Rollins, uh, who's a rough and tumble ex gangster, uh, currently monster hunter. Uh, trying to find her dad. My name's Haley. I play Aisling, a woman out of time. Hi, I'm Hazel. I'm playing Shalev, a very angry amnesia girl with head voices and magic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Adrian, and I play Tiffany, the 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite tagline is uh, Aisling's. A woman out of time. Because there's so many different ways. Like, which way are you out I of time? I want to add, like, reverb to it every time. <laughs> oh, you're time. A woman time. out of time. time. So, whenever we left you guys last, it was the end of a pretty long day. The day before, you guys had woken up in a facility, hooked up to machines. You broke out of said facility and... Managed to make it to the Penalt family warehouse in Night Hollow. And you guys gathered some intelligence. You learned that Queenie and Thane, two of Tiffany's relatives, had gone to Emberville to confront Jean LaGrange about the fact that they were pretty sure he kidnapped Tiffany and they wanted to know what's up. According to journals and plans found inside of the warehouse, you know that the last time those people were here was about a month ago. You guys had a witness who literally burst into flames in front of you and disappeared. After looking at the magic, you could tell that he was teleported away from you and not killed. After you guys gathered all this information that you did at the Penalt family warehouse, you decided that it was not safe to stay in the warehouse you were in. And you wanted to, you know, get out of there and made your way over to Robert's stay house. And through a little cajoling, managed to pay half price for the room. So last we left you guys, Tiffany was getting ready for bed. Shalev had fallen into a fitful sleep. Aisling, I'm pretty sure you had also been going to sleep. Yeah, this is pensive and like introspective moment that she was taking but yeah all right and clara you had stepped out of the room and gone to find a place to look around the area smoke a cigarette get a breath of fresh air and you found your way to the roof this is a three-story building not very tall hmm. especially when compared to the stone buildings next to you that stand upwards of two three hundred feet you made your way up to the roof and you step outside and you're smoking your cigarette, just kind of taking a look around. 
uh, if I can get you roleplay what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Claire is leaning over the ledge, you know, lights a, a cigarette, kind of looks down over this portion of the street from this side, and she's just gonna walk to each side, you know, meander and kind of take a look around and get a feel for what's around in this new area. Uh, let me get you to roll a read a bad situation. It's a bad, bad world. Uh, you guys have uh, two DM inspiration in the pool if you guys want to use that at any point. Uh, mm, yeah, is it okay if I use a DM inspiration, y'all? I got a... Yeah. Go ahead. Did you get a poopy roll? It wasn't poopy, it just... Be uh, I got an 8 plus 1 sharp plus 1 DM inspiration, so 10. You got a 10? All right, that's a complete success, right? Yes. So you get to hold three, which means you're allowed to ask three of these questions that are listed on Read a Bad Situation. What's my best way in? Best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? And if you can come up with a question that I think is reasonable, I'll also allow you to ask that. Sounds good. Um... Okay, so since she knows that we're on our way out of Night Hollow to Emberville, she's going to ask what the best way out uh, is discreetly, if that's an acceptable modifier. Like, what's the best way out in the sense that, like, no one would notice? Okay, as you're taking a look around, you know Night Hollow, you know, decently well, and you know the area of town that you're in, but you don't know it like the back of your hand. You know that if you take the back alleys, you'll go the same places that the roads go. You'll just be a little bit more concealed. You know that going towards the north will get you out of the city the quickest. But if you go to the north and get out of the city the quickest, you have to go back around the city to get to a train station to get to Emberville or just to get to Emberville in general. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to circumnavigate the whole city. Right. So that's the quickest way out of the city. You know that the quickest way to get to the train station is to go southeast through the city. And there's a main road that follows straight through there. And that'll take you to the train station that you know of in town. Gotcha. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? You're taking a look around and you're looking at the buildings that are kind of looming above you because... Like I said before, this building's a lot smaller than the buildings around it, and it's a lot newer of a structure than the ones that are surrounding it. You imagine there probably used to be a really tall building in this lot like a long time ago, but now it's just, you know, this one. You're looking up at the buildings above you, and you see what looks to be like a humanoid figure holding on to a building, looking at you. It has a completely white pale face and really big black eyes. And it locks eyes with you, and you notice it. And before you can do anything about it, it disappears. Like, just vanishes? In a puff of, like, nothingness. Okay. Don't like it. Um, well, I still have one more question. What the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm. If you want to, like, modify one of the questions to, like, fit your... I'm thinking, uh, because I'm trying to see if I can answer any of the questions, like on my own before I just ask it. Hey, I know y'all just slept, but it's time to bounce. <laughs> um, Good thing we paid a discount. I tipped the man 20 bucks. God damn it. I specifically made sure to tip this man the exact cost we would have paid to confuse him. <laughs> so tell me if this is too much of a, of a stretch of a question. Uh-huh. Not what's the biggest threat to me, but do I think that's a threat right now? So if you ask, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the same thing, I feel like. Uh, I guess, that question. yeah, I guess. But uh, I'm asking you about that specifically. I got you. You are definitely on alert, and you stand outside, 
on this roof for a while, for about probably 15 to 20 minutes, keeping an eye out. You don't see any reoccurrence of this creature. And immediately, you think that you more than likely will be safe inside of the room because of the magic artifact that you've been told about by the 12-year-old that keeps your location safe and keeps people from doing magic. You haven't seen it come back. Right. You don't think it's yeah, an immediate no, no, no. threat? Gotcha. I had I had a slight concern that uh, now that it's seen me, it might know where I go, and I like would lead it back to y'all, but no, I'm not worried about that. I, I imagine the charm is just like a whoop, You got gone. the feeling you that disappear. it was watching yeah. whenever, it, whenever it looked at you, and the fact that it locked eyes with you kind of made you feel like it doesn't care that you know that it's watching you. Cool, 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 cool. I see you over there watching me, watching you, watching me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, she taps out her cigarette on on the edge after frantically turning in circles, like staring at the buildings and trying to How many to cigarettes see. did you smoke while you were out there? Maybe like... Um, it's been 15 minutes. You'd have enough time for about three, yeah. maybe four. Oh my God. Thank you. Depending, I mean, depending on how long you want to stay out there, I, you know, you can have as many as you'd want. One sec, I'm looking at my inventory. Yeah, I'll, I'll say she went through three. I mean, she's what thirty. That's that's not. That bad. sounds like about how many cigarettes yeah. a thirty-year-old would smoke on a on a single break. Well, especially with that high-stress encounter. Yeah, just yeah. that's what I'm thinking. So yeah, she um, chain smokes four cigarettes, uh, or three cigarettes, and then taps it out on the ledge and heads back downstairs, concerned. Whenever you go downstairs, do you go straight to your room, or do you do anything else before going to the room? Uh, what do I see when I walk? into uh, the top floor. Top floor, it's just... So you guys have a room on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And the top floor is just the third floor. So just more rooms. It's empty as hell. You see a bunch of empty rooms and there's no patrons in the room. You're one of the first customers he's had all week. I mean, I can't imagine that... I... I don't know, she's scared right now is my thing. Like, I... I don't think she'd necessarily want to go poking around for things. Not scared, but like tense, I guess, or I don't know, on on guard. I on mean, there she is... might actually check in rooms to see if it's there and like see if it got into the building now and it's like trying to locate us. Yeah, so you do a quick sweep of the upstairs and you know, poking your head in each room. All the doors are open. Nothing's closed, nothing's concealed. Uh, the only door that was closed you found, it had a lock on it and you could tell from looking at it that it was probably like a maintenance closet. Oh, okay. You go down to the second floor and you do a quick sweep of that floor as well. And the only closed door that you find is a public bathroom. Uh, which, of course, you know, you can open and look inside of. Oh, okay. And then a maintenance closet again that's closed and locked. And then, obviously, the door to your room that's closed because it currently has people inside of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to head downstairs, too, and I want to see not only if there's anyone in the first area of living quarters, but if Robert's around? Or was that his name? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Robert's Stayhouse. I wasn't sure if it was named after someone else for a second. No, it's, uh, it's <laughs> Robert's Stayhouse, and this is Robert. You head downstairs and you come into the main entryway, which is where the stairs lead up to upstairs. And Robert is sitting behind the desk and he's got a deck of cards out and he's playing like what looks to be solitaire. Solid. I'm not engaging. I'm poking my head in, seeing that he's present. Suspicions deconfirmed. Leave. Okay. (laughs) I'd say you don't even walk all the way down the stairs then. You just walk about halfway down the stairs and poke your head around and you see him there keeping to himself, humming. Cool. (laughs) It is Robert. (laughs) 
that fucker. <laughs> well, then, yeah, satisfied with a, a you clean hear sweep. You hear him say, I really hope they come down and play cards with me. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Get fucked. He as a player character does not recall it. Clara as a character. Clara didn't. Okay. Aisling no. did. Aisling said they may come down and play cards with them. But yeah, satisfied with a clean sweep and the knowledge that Robert is ostensibly not the person who is just on the building. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. She's gonna head back up to the room to also try to get some sleep. You head into the room and you find Aisling. Are you in the bed? I, because Shalev is in one bed, right? Yeah, this and is correct. Shalev is definitely not the person I don't think that would share a bed. How do you feel about that, Hazel? I mean, she's definitely having night terrors, so that's up to y'all. Like, <laughs> do you fancy getting punched in the mouth while sleeping? Right? <laughs> and did the did Tiffany take the other bed? I think Tiffany took some pillows and a blanket off the other bed, but I mean. She kind of slipped him in a quarter because I think she's taking a bath right now. I was actually about to say, Tiffany at this point will probably be entering the room around the same time as Clara. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like by the time you get into the room and get settled, Tiffany will be coming into the room as well. Gotcha. Okay. Like I'm trying to imagine what Aisling has been doing all this time as she's just kind of been taking stock of things. She might actually be in the innermost corner of the room. So the one that doesn't have any like outside walls. And it is an actual corner with her back in the corner. So she's just looking out, but she's not looking at anybody. She's just kind of standing. Okay. And just kind of like in a trance. You're yeah. Blair witching it oh. over there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that how you sleep? No. Oh God. Okay. Cool. You're just like trancing in the just corner. Vibing. Like. That's me in the corner. That's me in <laughs> the corner. Not having a religion. Aisling's processing trauma right now. So, yeah, Clara, you come in and you find Shalev having a very fitful rest and you find Aisling doing something in the corner. I like to imagine that Shalev is essentially just skanking in her sleep. <laughs> is that the ska dance? Yes. Yes, yes it is. That's what I like um, to imagine. I would say that like the click of the door opening probably like jostles Aisling out of it and so she doesn't look just deadpan. <laughs> like... Yeah, like a statue. Got you. So what are y'all doing now that Clara has come into the room? Clara definitely, like, is saddened by Shalev's state in this moment. Uh, I'm just sleeping. No, no, I know, but, like, you're my sister. Like, that's that sucks, and I have no idea what's going on. Did you have a good smoke break? Why are you standing in the corner? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, uh, sorry, I'm a bit, like... <laughs> Um, frazzled? I saw something, but it's it's nothing. I was just kind of looking over what was here in the room. What's in the room? <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just a room with two beds. Uh, it's You have like a dresser. There is a macrame turtle that's hanging on the yeah. wall, and on the wall next to that is a painting that Tiffany pulled off of the wall and set down on the ground so that she could hang up her macrame turtle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, there's not really a lot in this room. Yeah. You are kind of assuming that the reason you paid so much for this is because allegedly there's a breakfast in the morning. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was just... Are we staying for the breakfast? We didn't okay. even pay that much. We haggled down and then, pay, and then paid the man in tips. So exactly we should what definitely stay for breakfast. We then. deserve that breakfast. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the morning. <laughs> we have food at home. But there is no home right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you and I got a home. 
uh, Aisling was in the middle of a sentence. Uh, he wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> you were, or you had asked for a description of the room. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just working on the answer to Clara's question, which is like, yeah, there's the painting. Uh, Tiffany took it off the wall to put up the turtle, and it's there now. And yeah, just looking at what was all here in this room <laughs> seems pretty normal. Yeah, that's yeah. That sounds like a thing people do. Uh, no problem. <laughs> I understand. Are you going to take the bed? I figure, you know, Tiffany should take the other bed, being, like, the youngest. Um, But all the other rooms are, like, empty. So, ostensibly, if he doesn't, like, see you, we could, like, go and find another room to sleep in if you want a bed. I'm just saying, we don't have to fucking sleep on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they're not covered by the macrame turtle. Oh, right. Which is charming in its own way. It is very cute. <laughs> and you can tell Aisling by looking at it that it is absolutely a magical item and it's 100% doing what yeah. Tiffany said it was doing. Yeah. I, I think if I think if we tried sleeping somewhere else, I, I wouldn't get as good a sleep that I would on the floor in here. And I'm, I'm used to sleeping on the floor. Or that fucking weird skinwalker dude on the building's gonna get us like i don't yeah you're right we shouldn't go anywhere sorry what did you see yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, walker. i don't know i don't know what was it wearing like skin it was wearing wearing like a black it was wearing like black clothes form-fitting yeah. Okay. And it was humanoid, I could tell. It's yeah. a humanoid creature. Did it look strong? I guess I didn't get a chance to ask that kind of question. It was like 50 feet in the air fair. from where you were. Fair. It is a humanoid creature. It's very far away from me. Sticking I'm not going to the tell. wall. Sticking to the wall. Kind of Spider-Man style. Oh, you know, I, I saw this person thing. I don't know. It had skin as white as the moon and eyes as like black as coal. And they were big and they were staring me down. And it was hanging off the fucking building next door. And I uh, proceeded to freak the fuck out. Did a whole sweep of the building and uh, didn't see it. Robert's still here, so it's not him. And uh, yeah. And it just, it stared at you? And then disappeared. Isn't that, isn't that neat? So there's just, (laughs) there's just all kinds of crazy, crazy shit happening. Neat is a word. Don't know if I would use it for the word for that, but it is a word. You'll have to forgive me, I guess. I, I'm reaching my limit for otherworldly things at the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that is one thing that's stuck in my memory, at least, is that things are weird in the world. Tiffany, at this point, unless there's anything specific you'd want to do while you were alone, you'd be coming inside of the room from your bath. Mm-hmm. I do got something that I think I'd want to do. What's up? I think that while Tiffany was taking a bath, just like I tend to do, almost falls asleep in the bathtub. But the, instead of like actually falling, falling, falling asleep, what instead happens is she starts thinking about everything that's been through, like subconsciously, and she starts remembering more so, like exactly what happened on the day she was kidnapped. So you have access to all the memories of whenever you got kidnapped. I have access to that. Then what I want to do further than that is that you mentioned. You might remember some of the things From that this, happened while you were in While the, we were unconscious in the comas. And I want to see if, like, anything starts coming back to me. Okay, um, I'm going to have you... 
what kind of brain does this kid have? A weird one. Yeah, you know those things that make you unconscious and that like class of chemical that puts your memory to sleep? Fuck that. Anesthesia is sometimes difficult when you're giving it to small things. I did say specifically that she would be able to remember some of the things that happened while she was unconscious or some of the things that happened. Uh, I would have, I'm going to have you roll a 2d6 and add sharp to it. I don't know why I haven't thought about doing that yet. Like, I can just have you fucking roll based off of the skill. Yeah. I'm stupid. No. That's a 12. That's a 12? Hey. That's a 12. All right, so you kind of are relaxed in the tub, and you do start to drift off to sleep. And while you're thinking about, you know, all the things that's happened to you recently, you remember waking up briefly while you were being moved from the van into the facility that you were kept in and do you remember being held in like kind of like strong and caring arms you remember being taken care of being treated very gently during like the transportation process and you remember not being uncomfortable until you got hooked up to the machines okay and do you remember every day someone flashing lights in your eyes and checking your vitals and you remember hearing muffled conversation, but you're having trouble kind of piecing together what the things were. Uh, I'd have to think about that more seriously yeah. another time. You believe that if you continue to like focus on this over days, you might actually be able to remember some of the things that were talked about while you were unconscious. Okay. Roll a percentile die for me. Okay. 58. Also, while you are uh, remembering things and falling asleep in the bathtub, you remember whenever you were being moved from the car to the building that you were kept in, you briefly woke up and you saw a man with a very large red beard. Well, I think once that happens, she'll probably wake up out of the bath, get out, dry off, put on some pajamas, which do in fact look exactly like her coveralls, (laughs) but this time they're just softer and not uh, bedazzled. She brought her backpack into the bathroom with her, just cause. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know these people very well, truthfully. Um, mm-hmm. She grabs her diary out, which is more just kind of like the half financial ledger, half ramblings of a mad child, and just starts scribbling this stuff down into it, just to write it down. And when she finishes, she puts her journal back in her backpack and then steals the robe that the hotel would have likely provided no matter how good it might be, puts it on and then just walks out of the bathroom. Puts it on over your coveralls? Yes. Over your pajama coveralls? Yes. Pajamas? Pajamas. All right, so yeah, at this point, you're walking back into the room and you find Clara and Aisling still not asleep and you see Shalev is fitfully resting on the bed. Skanking. Take one look at the, at the skanking being done in the bed and decide to ignore it. Turn towards Aisley and, and Clara and say, Do any of you guys know a man with a red beard? Do I know a man with a red beard? And I ain't talking about no Santa Claus. I know lots of men with red beards. Santa Claus doesn't have a red beard. Did Gene or John or what's his fuck? Did he know? Did he have a, like a right hand man with like a red beard or anything? That's not his brother, right? After receiving a description from Tiffany, you guys would both recognize this man with a very large red beard as Doc. 
Mm. Okay, yeah, it is. Um, okay. And Doc is the older brother of Gene LaGrange, and it works closely with the gang, the Scorchers. Um, yeah, actually, I do. Uh, I do know a guy with a red, big red beard. He runs the um, the hospital out in Emberville. His name's Doc. Mm, or oh, at least one. that's what we call him. You yes, know? that is one of the that is one of the bearded red men that I know. <laughs> hmm. Wait, what? Why do you know him? I travel from Emberville from time to time, and sometimes I go to the hospital. Fair enough. All right, Tiffany's already pulled out her her journal to write down Doc's name. Pretty much as soon as they started talking about that. Okay. What? What for? Remembered something. Snap. Book closes. Yikes. Uh, what'd you remember? Uh, well, I know that you guys don't remember when you got yoinked, but I remember when I did, in fact, get yoinked. So, uh, I know that there was a guy with a red beard when I... Because, like, I I got knocked out by since just got, getting, like, what whacked in the face. Yeah, they hit a um, shotgun. It hit me with the, the butt of a gun... As you do, because I'm... Damn. Yeah, what? To a 12-year-old kid. That's yeah, so... that's a little ruthless. Well, I did some things. Yeah, after I got knocked out, you know, you don't stay knocked out forever. <laughs> I remember waking up at one point and there was just a guy with a red beard. Yeah, that... I mean, given that we know Jean is the one who who took us, I mean, Yoinked. yeah, that, that makes sense that it would be Doc. And you were taken in Emberville? Yeah, I was meeting up with some, um, with the Scorchers. We, were, we do some work for them sometimes. Well, I think it's pretty safe to say that we are in a situation where it's difficult to trust anyone other than those of us that are in this room because we were all in a similar situation. Yeah, I don't have a reason not to trust any of y'all. Tiffany hasn't done wrong by me. I know you, and she's my sister. I don't know any of you. <laughs> and I'm going to go sleep in the corner now. You don't want the bed? You're, no. you're like, don't you need like cushioning for, I don't know, I haven't been a kid for like 20 years. What do you need? How do you take care of children? Aisling, do you know? What I need is sleep and I'm going to go get it now. Children need independence and trust. And then I just walk out the door to go down and see Robert. I grab a blanket and I sleep underneath the turtle. Oh. I don't care if it's in a corner or in the middle of a room or I have to sleep on top of a dresser. I'm sleeping underneath the turtle. Yeah, you're definitely on top of a dresser. I'm on, I moved the hotel. If there's a hotel TV indoor radio, I have moved it off. Nope, it's just a dresser. I'm on top of the dresser. Yep. I'm sleeping on the dresser. <laughs> Tiffany is asleep now. Uh, Claire is going to slump down at the foot of Shalev's um, bed and like sleep there. Careful to avoid the kicking feet. Yeah, I'm on, like, the side that Shalev's not on. Aisling, you said you uh, stepped outside to go see Robert? Yeah, because I told him that I go play games with him. As you step out of the room, you walk downstairs, and you go down to the lobby. You find Robert slumped over the counter asleep with a small pile of drool collecting in front of him That's on so his cute. cards as he fell asleep playing solitaire. Uh-huh. All right. You said slumped over. I was like, he's dead. He's dead. No, dead. that's immediately where <laughs> I went. <laughs> he's dead. Is he winning his game? Uh, so yeah, he's, he's doing all right. He's doing decent. I'm not I'm about halfway through it. He's laying on top of it now. Cool. Some of his cards are a little ruined. Oh. 
from the drool? Yeah. <laughs> can I like, I know prestidigitation isn't a thing, but like, can I use magic to clean up the drool? Uh, sure. Yeah, you can just do that. Cool. And a little wave of your hand, the drool just disappears. Yeah. Uh, and then looking for like a blanket or something that's kind of in the sitting room area. Uh, yeah, there's definitely blankets. There's a lot of cushy couches and stuff. Uh, so there's there's comfort items in here. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like imagining him in kind of like a plushy chair that had like a little end table that he was playing at. He was sitting at the the desk. He's got a comfortable desk chair. It looks oh, like. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, I'll grab one of the blankets and just kind of like gingerly kind of lay it on him, tucking him to sleep, sort of. Yeah, you do it, and you don't wake him up. He's out. Yeah. Like, he's unconscious. Mm-hmm. Precious Robert. I'm going to oh, go, Robert. and I'm going to lock the front door, turn it to a closed sign or something. You notice that the front door is actually already locked. Great. And it's... Yeah, he actually had some foresight there. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> Just double-checking in case, like, he went to sleep before he was closing for the night. Fox looked right at me after saying that. Like, he was never going to get in. <laughs> 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 then I'll go back upstairs open the door, see Tiffany lying on top of the dresser. Yeah. Shelov in bed, Clara um, at the base of Shelov's bed and just kind of like slowly click the door shut and make my way over to the empty second bed and just kind of like pull the covers back. And you fall into a very peaceful, restful sleep because you're uh, you're just doing good. You just went to sleep. Clara, you sleep all right. You make it through the night. Uh, All of you actually, you know, decent sleep except for you know Shalev over here hey. and so uh, once after your vision like finishes and finally passes you get some decent rest it just while while uh, Kalek was going crazy in your brain you weren't getting any rest I with the that exce- makes sense with the exception of the one exercising during their sleep <laughs> so the night passes pretty uneventfully you wake up to a buzzing sound and after the buzz ends you hear Inside check, although we don't have a fucking insight. Is there a buzzer back? Can I roll to read a bad situation, please? Yeah, sure, if you'd like to. And Tiffany, there is a buzzer back if you want to use that. It's next to the door. Okay. And let's go ahead and do the read bad situation roll first. Eight. Eight? So on an eight, you get to hold one. So you get to ask one of the questions there. It's my best way in, best way out. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? It's the biggest threat. What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Okay, I'm going to go with, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? I feel like that's the best question to answer in this situation. As you're listening to Robert, you're having a hard time telling if he's just being weird, being a weird guy. (laughs) or if this is bad right now like your gut feeling is kind of telling you that there's nothing wrong right now okay so he's just a weird little guy yeah because like based on last night's interactions like i understand that he's just like a weird little dude but like (laughs) yeah that's that's your initial gut reaction when you end your sentence with nothing bad nothing wrong going down down here i'm just like but is there robert is there something going wrong isn't there 
Tiffany's gonna get off the dresser, and you said that the like little intercom thing is right by the room door. Yeah. Tiffany's gonna run over to the intercom, and she's about to push the button when she realizes no. She drops down to the bottom of the door and like looks underneath the door through the sill. Uh-huh. and tries to, like, see and listen if she hears anything from either downstairs or right outside the door. Roll plus sharp and check her traps. Aislinn's kind of taken, like, a defensive position. I kind of hop. Like, I was casually getting out of bed, and then I heard that. I basically got a defensive posture crouch. <laughs> okay, you get a plus one forward on your next roll. Okay. We're all so anxious. Okay, that is an eight. An eight? You get down and you start checking underneath the door, looking for traps, and you start listening, trying to see if anybody's trying to ambush you outside of the hallway, and everything seems pretty normal. Everything's coast clear. You don't see anything that's going to immediately trigger when you go outside of this door. He's just a weird little guy. Claire, There's something like, wrong. stands up and uh, looks at the three of you, and, like, her first reaction was, like, ah, like, startled awake by Robert, but then startled by the shuffling and rapid like footfalls of everyone moving around and like getting up and it's like are y'all hungry are are you okay is everyone good am i hungry is there a window in the room there's a window in the room and what was that am i hungry aisling so you feel sated as far as your power goes Mm -hmm. but you do have bodily hunger okay then aisling with like rapid fire answer no Oh, does like I'm I'm pretty sure it's all good. Is every are y'all okay? I understand the the concern, but I think he's just like that. Are y'all? No, I think he is just. Like I think that. I think he's just like that too. But I'm still gonna look out that window, and I'm gonna run over, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna drop to the bottom of the window. I'm gonna pull up the very bottom of the curtain. I'm gonna use your eight from before to say that you check it, and you don't see any traps on the window, and you don't see anybody outside looking to ambush you. Okay, close the window. That's going to develop into some, like, really bad anxiety when you get older. I already got it. That's what the doctor said. So then <laughs> here's what she's going... Here's the last thing she's going to do. She's going to run back to the bathroom and get the hotel, like, bar of soap. And she's going to go to the uh, room door. And she's going to, like, very slowly unlock it. And with the soap in one hand and the door in the other... She's going to whip up in a corner of it, throw the soap out, and then slam it shut and lock it and listen. You hear soap thud on the ground. <laughs> That's going to be so fun. <laughs> I turn around and I said, someone else is going to go get breakfast first. It's not going to be me. All right. All right. I understand. And I do not fault you for being as concerned as you are, but I do not think that Robert is bad people. I'm going to go downstairs and get us some food. I will be right back. I don't I'll think, go with you. I don't think Robert's bad people either, but I think people become nervous people when the bad people are pointing guns at them. I saw an alien last night. I understand. <laughs> oh, whatever. No, I, it's something I didn't... Never You're mind. S- I'm going... <laughs> I'll I'll go with you. you I, wait, what did you see? I don't want to be in this room with this child anymore. I'm going to follow them now because now I'm just going to be saying, what'd you see? What'd you see? What'd you see? It's following. I'm going to hang back before we fully exit and like stick my head back in the room. And Aisling, are you, are you sure you don't want to come downstairs? I'm going to wait and listen to you all downstairs. Okay. All right. You do what you got to do. 
All right, so you guys make your way downstairs into the main lobby area, and you follow your nose to the smell of fresh cooked food. You find like a little dining area. It's set up buffet style with uh, potatoes and eggs, bacon, sausage. It's just, it's a good old smorgasbord of food. Good breakfast food. Whatever kind of breakfast food you guys want, it's probably here because Robert went over the top for it. Oh, buddy, you didn't have to do all this. This looks like more than just the four of us could eat. You know, I just, I I haven't had anybody here in a while. And, you know, just, I wanted to, wanted to show you good times. Wanted just good food, you know, if you... Where's the other one at? And there was there was there was, uh, there was four of you, right? Oh yeah, she's um she's still getting rest. She's gonna wake up here in a oh, minute. Okay, yeah. if you, if you don't want, you know, it. we can send up a plate for her. You know, whatever. I got it. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, I'll take care of it. Okay. I, I want to clap him on his shoulder and say, "Bud, you, it's all good." Yeah, thank you so much. Um, in the future, don't end sentences with um nothing bad. Just come down here. Yeah, this is nothing bad. It's just, you know, I'm just you know just sit down and have some food. You know, and just. Nothing, nothing's weird going on at all. all right, I'm going to give Robert a hug. Uh, Robert's about the same height as you. Yeah, I'm going to give him a oh hug. Oh, my God. Yeah. So when I reached down to clap his shoulder, huh? Okay, That's like sorry. a very yeah. intimidating move you just made on him. All right, so, you know, he's probably a little bit taller than you are, but, like, you know. I'm, I'm going to give him a hug with the express goal of making it just a very, like, weird over enthusiastic the way a child would just like almost try to squeeze the life out of you specifically because I'm trying to see if there's any like weird vials in his pockets oh my god okay um shit oh. I've already I've already started getting food nice. that's fine <laughs> you haven't eaten it yet that's okay you're just getting you're just piling up food I'm hugging Robert to um, see if I just feel like <laughs> if you break any yeah test I'm, tubes or containers of liquid roll plus sharp that is a seven. Seven? Yeah. Uh, so you go to hug him and basically like feel him up, trying to figure out if he's uh, got anything on him, maybe even pickpocket him if you feel something weird. I'm not going to pickpocket him, but I am going to just hug him. Okay. And you're, Make him you're, uncomfortable. You're patting him down. Do you 100% succeed, make him uncomfortable. Do not succeed in feeling anything in his pockets. Okay. Do I take notice of this? Do I understand <laughs> her motive behind this action? <laughs> That's a good question. Your criminal past. Yeah, I'd say you okay. understand exactly what she's doing. I look at you and this. I stare daggers at you, and I'm like, <laughs> Robert, thank you. I'm gonna go get some food now. I've already started eating. Yeah. I've, I'm so ahead of all of you. <laughs> uh, uh, so what did you what did you put on your plate? What you got over there? Um, you got some good food. I'm trying to remember all that you said there was. I mean, pretty much, like I said, pretty much whatever your character would want. Uh, I, I mean, say it's here. I'd say a couple, a couple pancakes, some, some eggs, lots of, uh, like four biscuits, but no gravy. Blasphemy. And well, no, no, she's going to eat them bone dry, separated from all the other food, <laughs> and a glass of OJ. Can inject this orange juice exists. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, no, it's green. Okay. Green juice. Yeah. What, what is it? You pluck the greens off the tree. The leaves are orange. They only grow in the fall. We got this alcohol from Ganymede. Ganymede. What is it? It's green. It's green. Yeah, so as you're getting your plate of food. Who is the most person person that went to do that? Was it Clara? Yeah. Tiffany, what are and you Tiffany doing? Followed by. Tiffany is looking over just like the kind of the scene before her. <laughs> and I need to ask something. Yeah. When this turns out to be true, I'm going to be hurting so bad. <laughs> I'm, 
Is there only like one set of salt and pepper shakers in this room? I just need to. I'm just no, looking. There's more. There's a couple. There's okay. A couple. Then she's going to instead turn to Robert and say, "Hey, uh, hey, Robert. Um, my friend upstairs. Truthfully, she's just not. You know, she's not feeling great. So I was wondering if maybe you could, if we have like any fresh glasses of green juice, because I think she'd definitely appreciate it if you would go bring it up to her. Oh, uh, um. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could do that. I could, I could, yeah, I could. I don't have to stay in this room. Yeah, I could do that. And he goes over and grabs a glass and gets some green juice and goes to go upstairs. And as he's walking out the door, he like looks over his shoulder really, really nervously and goes upstairs. I as soon oh, as he's dear. out of as soon as he's out of sight, she's like smiling at him like. And as soon as he's out of sight, she just drops it and she goes to like just poke her head into the kitchen just very fast okay act under pressure okay clara stopped literally mid movement as he said i don't have to stay in this room just yeah, like i would say piling I, on eggs i, I on i'd on probably eggs. stopped eating at that point <laughs> <laughs> that's an 11 Fork, like mid that's an 11 i just poke my head into the kitchen just open the door and look in and what do I see? So you open the door very quickly and poke in very quietly and you see four guards from the facility you were kept in. All of their backs are turned to you and you manage to pull your head back in unnoticed. Okay, I close the door. I walk over to uh, Clara and Shalev and I say, do not eat in that room. Four guys. We're going upstairs. We got to make sure Robert does not come back downstairs. Stop eating. Put it down quietly. And then she turns on and she just starts walking briskly upstairs. Shalev looks absolutely devastated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, above the table, above the table, maybe continue talking. Like it's nothing's gone on. Like yeah, I was no, I was anything. literally sitting yeah. here like, what yeah. could I say that I needed yeah. to go back up to the room for? Yeah, that doesn't sound like I know that there are four people in the room right next to me. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, and I sort of turn back around to say, I say, hey y'all, I, I kind of want to get dressed before I eat breakfast and stuff. I'm not really hungry. I'm gonna come back down in a few minutes. Yeah, I'm also. I kind of lost my appetite. Shalev, are what are you eating there? Uh, you know, just some some biscuits, but they're really dry. I uh. And I, I just remembered, I actually have a really bad allergic reaction to green juice. So I'm oh, gonna God. Go, yeah, yeah. I'm going go to go get some water from upstairs. the room. Yeah. Yeah. And we all shuffle our way towards the stairs. So before you guys make your way upstairs, we're going to go over to a scene where you see Robert walking up the stairs. And you see him going, oh, man, no, no. I just, oh, well, I mean, at least maybe I can get Aizen to come downstairs. Oh, these people were so nice to me. That's my first customer. So I just, oh. Deep breath, Robert. Deep breath, Robert. Okay, come on, Robert. Come on. Oh, my God. God, Maybe I can let him know. Oh, God, I just want him to be okay. Then Robert knocks on the door as he gets up to your room. Okay, yeah. Aisling would have been listening intently as soon as everybody left, trying to hear just how Robert greeted them all downstairs. I'm sure I heard, like, happiness and then a dull quiet, and then I'm starting to hear footsteps. Okay. Roll plus sharp. Okay, so... The plus one forward will take away my minus one, so it's a seven. Seven? Okay, cool. You hear the last thing where he says, I I just want them to be okay. Gosh, okay. Deep breath, Robert. Deep breath, deep breath. Because that's whenever he was right in front of the door. Okay. 
Would I have heard the footsteps coming up before that? Uh, you heard him coming up the stairs. Yeah. You knew somebody was coming upstairs. You didn't know who. Okay. And then you were able to identify it as Robert whenever he got outside the door before he knocked on the door. Okay. Yeah. Well, as soon as I hear footsteps coming up, I'm going to grab the macrame turtle off and see Tiffany's bag is right underneath it and just kind of like shove it in there and then go back into the defensive pose writing at the door and then I hear Robert. And so I I take a deep breath, put on a happy, charming face, <laughs> open the door. Hi, Robert. Oh, hi, hi. I brought you some. I brought you a glass of green green juice. Um, you want to come down and get some food? You know, we got some really nice hot food for you. It's ready to go. We ready? Nothing. Nothing strange is going on here at all. And he, he like starts shaking his head like really hard. Like nothing at all weird is going on. You know, I really want you to go downstairs. And he's shaking his head really hard left and right. Like saying, no, I do not want you to go downstairs with right. his motions, with yeah. his body motion, but outwardly saying he wants you to go downstairs. Yeah. It's like nothing is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So while he's doing that, Aisling's making like direct eye contact, like more even uncomfortable eye contact than she did the night before. And I want to try to calm him a little bit because now it's it's pretty clear something really is wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's just all the alarm bells in Aisling's heads are just like, nah, nah. So you said you're going to calm him down. How are you, you using magic to do that? or how No, are you just... so it's one of my monstrous moves. Okay. Which is mental dominion, which is when you gaze into a normal human's eyes and exert your will over them, I get to roll plus charm. Whatever I get to hold, I can spend the holds to give them an order. Hunters can choose whether they do it or not. And if hunters do it, they get experience. So. Okay. And what, what are you doing to him with this? Are you just... It, it's like vampire mind control. Okay. So as he's rambling, I'm just kind of pulling him in to me, looking in my eyes, and then I'm going to try to charm him and basically tell him, it's all right. Got you. Do you have to roll for that? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. All right. I got a nine. Get a nine? Yeah. Um, and what does it say for your successes and stuff on it? So on a seven to nine, I get to hold one, which is I get to ask him to do one thing okay and you're asking him to calm down yeah okay and he's just like oh 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 okay oh. Here, robert oh it's gonna be okay wow need you to be calm now he takes a really deep breath and looks at you and says i don't think i've taken a breath that deep in a oh long time yeah oh, it's important wow. to breathe it's also important to stay up here oh okay yeah you know you know i think you're probably right you know huh <sighs> Oh, I can think a little clearer. You know, there's some really bad people here looking for you, right? <laughs> I'm just going to cover his mouth. <laughs> like, as soon as he says bad, like, Aisley just tries to cover his mouth. And uh, so as you guys are walking upstairs, Clara, Tiffany, and Shalev, who's first, second, and third? I am first. I would say I w would, would go after Clara and, like, basically, like, be watching over my shoulder very, like intently okay all so right i'm in the middle and now i got a question that i want all of you to be honest with me about okay what do you guys have on your person oh what did you leave in the room and what do you got with you well i got my my flannel coveralls i probably nah 
I've got on my flannel coveralls and I probably put my boots on to go downstairs. So all I would have had on me is like my boot knife. And I've got my two watches, dad's watch and that monster hunting watch. Okay. That's all. All right. Yeah, I would say I'd have either both my knife and my pistol in my trench coat or just the knife. I'm not sure which. Okay. That can be up to you. You can have both of those because that's an honest answer. Uh, I didn't change my clothes when I went to bed, but I definitely took both my both of my rifles off and like laid them next to my bag. So the only thing I have on me is my taser and like my cigarettes and a lighter. So your uh, six shooter isn't like on a belt. I don't have the six shooter anymore because that was um, peepaw or whatever peepees. You <laughs> thought you had two. You didn't, grab, you didn't grab one from no. the. I thought from, you ended yeah, up with armory. two. Did you not end up with two? No, I didn't grab one from the armory. I grabbed a, a bolt action rifle and a laser rifle. I had a laser pistol that I handed off to um, uh, Aisling, I think, yeah. in the first skirmish. And then I picked up that six shooter from Pee Wee's drawer, Pee Pee's drawer. Stop it. <laughs> I, I could have sworn that I'd given you a gun back because I passed out guns. Maybe you did hand it to me in character, but when we did the acquisition, I didn't take one. And honestly, it doesn't realistically matter because like I'm the right. DM and you can have a gun. Okay. okay. Uh, so you didn't change clothes at all. So you would yeah. have whatever things you would usually keep in your pockets on you. Yeah. I have that taser. I have that um, that six shooter, that uh, revolver. All right. So whoever's up front gets to roll and act, or, act under pressure for me. I believe that's the small one. Okay. Relvolver. The front as in at the top of the stairs, I suppose. The person who's moving and who's who's going up the stairs first. Hey guys, can I use a DM inspiration? Yeah, go for it. It's the last one we have. Do any you, of us? Have- you technically need to ask before you do your roll because you know well, if as you long succeed as, or fail. Well, as long as I don't get oh, okay. the. Okay. Yeah, don't tell me because if because as soon as I know, then I'm going to start generating an outcome. Okay. <sighs> That's a seven. It's a seven. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. As you make it to the top of the stairs, you are very on edge. Uh, I would assume that you have probably pulled out your boot knife and you've got it in your hand. Or how are you armed? Or like, are you going up there without the boot knife? How are you? Going I've, I've definitely stopped at the stairs and like, definitely said like, oh my shoes untied. Or like, oh my shoes untied. Oh no. And like, I definitely slip it into like my hand and pretend every time my shoes because I'm wearing the big hotel robe. Okay. And I'm 12. It looks big on me no matter what. So you've so got you, it like hidden in your you sleeve. You can't see my hands because the robe like arms are already so long for me. So, I've definitely got it just in my hand ready to where if someone tries to get me, as soon as like they grab me, that sleeve's going up and that knife's going into an arm. Got you. You do that successfully and stealthily. Uh, no one who would have seen you would have see- noticed that you have put that knife in your hand. You stand back up and you walk forward and you trip a little bit as you're standing up and moving forward and you make a clattering noise as you hit the ground you stand back up you look around you don't think anything's wrong don't notice anything bad from that but then you go up to the door and you can open the door well i definitely look down and see what i tripped on uh like a a knot in the wood okay i'll just like quietly open the door and i walk in and i say "Eh? what what is it ah. safe to assume that we followed? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. So I didn't know if you're gonna have us roll it too. No, no. I just wanted the person up front to roll and act under pressure. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You walk in and basically Aisling's got her hands over Robert's mouth. 
Oh yeah, he told you there's four guys downstairs, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So So uh get in here. Close can, the door. Yeah. I'll close the door. We could like go up to the roof. I don't know, Robert, is there another way out of here? Aisling, could you please? Uh, yeah. There you go. Okay, Robert, it's really important that we speak in hushed tones. I take my hands away. Yeah, I was about to say, unless you take your hands away, I'm not going to start talking because I can't. While this is happening, I run into the bathroom and I turn on the shower. Like okay. with the bathroom door open, mm. turn on the shower. Okay. Uh, you get DM inspiration. Thank you. That's slick. So you run in and you turn on the shower because we have running water. We don't have sprinkler systems, though. <laughs> God damn. As you release the your hands from Robert, he goes, uh, well, I mean, there is a... We could go upstairs, yeah. There is the roof. We could we could we could leave from the roof. There's a fire exit that way. Um, huh. A couple of the rooms on the third floor have a balcony. We could leave through there. Now I know that you're saying we. Do you want to come with us and never return here, or do you want us to make it look like we overpowered you? Oh, because so, like this is like my business. I love this place, man. I'm so relaxed. I could, I, right I could now. punch him like, in the face. Hey, um, don't. Don't do that. Hey. Shut up, Robert. Hey, Robert. Oh, yeah? What's your insurance policy on this building? Yeah, do you have good insurance on this building? Insurance? We're okay with committing a bit of arson. <laughs> Only this if is, you're okay with it. I built this with my bare hands. You're That's not answering the questions, Robert. No, you, no, that was you, an answer. You will know you it have, is. Will you have enough insurance money for someone else to build it with their bare hands? <laughs> I, I don't know. And Sully, the... Just, just, please don't. No, that's what they're trying to do, too. I know. I think we're not going to do it unless you're okay with it, and you're not okay with it, and that's okay. I think maybe we just. We're not going to do it. I think maybe we just tie Robert up and leave him in the bathroom with the running shower. Okay, but I really wanted to punch him in the face. Don't punch him in. Well, I mean. I feel like it would add to the effect. Yeah, well, and one, I'm upset about getting caught. Well, one, that's valid. And two, it would make it look like that we overpowered you, Robert. Hey, we're on a ticking clock here. No yeah, let me punch him in the face. Fucking tie him up. I got rope in my bag. I'm moving to my bag now. Yeah. Rummage, rummage, rummage. I have produced rope. We're doing this so that you can stay here. I just, okay. Please don't let him burn down my, don't let him burn down my hotel. I, they're going to chase us. We're not going to, yeah, they're going to follow us. We're gonna make it look like you had you had no say in this, and it's just you will be fine. I'm gonna assume he's kind of still under the effects of your uh, dominion over person thing or sure. whatever. He's a little stressed out. You guys can tell that he's not really enjoying this, yeah. but he's kind of going along with it anyways. Um, because the other people, it's threatened him too. I don't think that they gave him an option. But this isn't so much of a threat as it is just a, we're trying to make sure you don't end up in a yeah. crossfire here. We don't want you to tell him. Yeah. yeah, I'm threatening him a little. You're kind of threatening everyone. I point at all times. Clara points to Shalev and says, "You do weird non things. That didn't make any sense. You do weird <laughs> freaky magic stuff. Can you? Um, is there any way you can like?" lead them in the wrong direction like make a sound somewhere i don't know what you can do I mean, but i've I seen could, you do it i could certainly make a distraction sure that's yeah because if we can get them going in the wrong direction and not burning this building down and leave then we're good we're in the clear here 
in my eyes by my moral compass. I mean, okay. Okay. Sorry, I should say moral clock because it is ticking oh, and yeah. there is time. Oh, yeah. So, well, so you're, I'm going to assume, have you finished tying up Robert? Have I finished? I, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. It doesn't yeah, take a long time to tie up a man. Got him. Got him tied up. It's loose. It's not, yeah, it's not to make him uncomfortable. It's to give the impression of being restrained without being restrained. And I'm telling him, but I'm not, this isn't, you're not going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to gag you or anything. I'm not going to keep you, like, just be calm. Don't tell them where we went. Ideally, they won't ever come up here and talk to you in the first place. And eventually you'll just be able to, like, wiggle out. You can feel it. It's not tight anyway. Uh, yeah, thanks for the, for not making it too tight. Just please try not to damage the stay house any, okay? Of course, buddy. Now, just sit tight. I'm going to pull you aside when you're done, uh, when you're done uh, talking to Robert to say, Clara, can I see you for a second? Yeah, I'm right here. What do you need? I, like, motion for you, like, bend down, and I whisper in your ear. It's like, they're going to... They're gonna like ruin him no matter what we do. We, we have to knock him out, and the options we have are: I hit him with the butt of a gun, or you give me a tape. Why would they? Why would if Shalev gives them a distraction, they won't come back here? Well, just they'll think we got away. What? Well, we'll still have been here. He didn't do anything. Yeah, he did. They don't know that is the thing. They're not good people. You've been with bad people before. You know that they're going to come back here and they're going to torture every last bit of information out of him. So we have to give him as little information to go on and make it look like he's got as little information to go on. We've got to save some of his blood from being spilled on the floor and sadly that might be by giving him a few zaps. Shalev, where are you at in the room right now? I, um, so I have an idea for the distraction. I am going to cause these, you said four guards? That you've noticed? Yes. That we know of. I'm going to give them hallucinations of us running out the front door. Like, get into their mind and uh-huh. give them... Or even one of them would be good. Even one of... Yeah. Any, any amount that I can. But I figured that you would probably want me to do a big magic for that. So I was going to, like, have her sit down in, like, the middle of the room and, like, close her eyes and, like, to do that. I don't know if you have a preference um so i'm gonna allow you to sit down and start to attempt to do this okay and as you sit down and you start to begin to focus you begin to reach out with your mind to the four guards that you know were in the kitchen as you begin to reach out you find that you don't have to reach very far and you find that right outside your door, there's eight guards preparing to try and breach your room. Okay, um, so this is going to be unfortunate, but Chalev is a very brash and rash person. Uh, I would like to change my... I, I would now like <laughs> to throw like as heavy a magical like force against that door and just try to like... Literally rip that whole building, part of the building apart and knock them out of the way. You want to sit the door outwards on them again? Basically that whole wall, actually. Oh, we did this once before. You want to do it again? Yes. So like the door and the surrounding wall. Because I'm imagining it's like section of door and then immediately adjacent is bathroom door and the square that is the bathroom. So it's like, it's probably yeah, a good you get, section you get of what wall. I mean. Yeah, just yeah. like that whole section You're of wall. You're pushing and just out push like essentially out. a six foot section of wall by like eight foot section of wall. I get what you mean too. And I'm going to have you roll. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have you roll for it. 
Go ahead and roll your magic. Uh, you're not letting anybody know what's going on, right? I mean, yeah, I, no one. Can you have to assist. respond faster than you could take the time to tell us. She's not thinking. Yeah, it's just a. It's almost like a yeah, a knee jerk reaction. Oh, remind you, we have one DM inspiration. Wait, we do have. We have yeah, one. One. I I'm got a, it. That's okay because I'm actually going to use my luck because I rolled a two. <laughs> okay. She would be four with my uh, charm, but I mean, my, a weird, five would. But, not, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use my luck. One of my lucks. You have reached forward and you found these people standing right outside the door. And just as a knee-jerk reaction, you reach within yourself and you hear... Oh, is it time to pray? <laughs> and then you, for a moment, you feel your magic almost fail you. Oh. And then a surge of power that you didn't know you were really capable of creating bursts from you. It manifests as a burning purple aura. And inside of this light, as it moves forward, is a distorted and burned, scarred face of a creature that you don't recognize immediately, but you're pretty sure you know who it is. It bursts forward and completely collapses to the wall, shaking the entire building. Everyone on the other side of this wall takes an undisclosed amount of harm. And hell yeah, <laughs> shit's real now, guys. Uh huh. Everyone who's in this room, not harmed, but you know, shook. Shook. <laughs> That's I'm the like perfect word. Actually, handing uh, Tiffany the taser in like begruntled, begruntled, yeah, uh, disgruntled like acceptance as the wall just erupts. Yeah, I rip it out of your hand and I whirl around and grab my backpack with the other one and run to Robert and jab it in him. You still tased him. <laughs> what did you do that for? You still tased him. And then I... <laughs> are the are the guards outside the door? Are they on the ground? I would imagine they'd get knocked down. Yeah, right? everybody on the other side of the door got knocked down. They're all currently covered in wood or pushed to the ground or knocked into the next room. You can see through the hallway into the room on the other side. Yes. Oh, it's got pushed back that far. Yeah, Shalev has completely blasted through the hallway. As you run to the bathroom and tase Robert, he shakes and passes out, and I'm not going to make you roll an action or pressure for it this time. But then you see Shalev crumple on herself a bit as she takes one exhaustion point. Um, Clara immediately, like, rushes over to, uh, to Shalev to, like, assist in any way possible. Like, are you... What just, the fuck was that? Just help me okay? up. Just help me up. Just help me up. From the uh, wall being blasted apart and everything, Aisling's just hyper-focused now looking for danger anywhere it's coming. So can I read a bad situation? Yeah, read a bad situation. Cool. Rolled an eight. My sharp is a minus one, so that's a seven. A seven? So the seven, you get to hold one, so you get to ask one of the questions there. What's our best way out? Your best way out currently that you can see, I mean, you could go out the window. I mean, it's it's an option. Yeah. But right now, all the guards are incapacitated. You think that you might be able to, you know, climb over this rubble and get down the stairs. But you don't know. You think that the building isn't really secure right now. Out the window might be the best bet. All right. Yeah, I will snatch up my bag and basically run and bust the window open. Damn. And see, we're going through this way. Yeah, sure. You pick up a piece of wood from the shattered wall and you throw it through the window, shattering it. Yeah. 
I'm like, we're going this way. Fucking through the window? Aren't we on the second floor? Yeah. Okay. She'll be fine. Wait, did you jump through? I started climbing out. Oh, okay, okay. Do you see the fire escape? Is it easy? You look around, there's not a fire escape near you. Is there a gutter? Not a gutter near you. <laughs> You've got about, I'd say, 15 foot drop to the ground. Oh, that's... Land on your feet. Yeah, um, Aisling will use magic to assist in the jump and jump to the ground. Go ahead and roll your use magic. Time to collect my things. Oh, yeah, I guess I should grab my shit. 14. 14? Yeah, you just feather fall down completely unharmed. All right. It's not a far drop. (laughs) Like, as before I do it, I'll just be like, it's not a a difficult jump. (laughs) All right, yeah, I run out of the bathroom and I run to the window and I give one second to look down and aim for something that's, like, not the ground, like, trash, and I just, I I guess I jump and just try to, like, roll when I land. Okay, roll, act under pressure. If there's any way I can assist with the falls from the ground, I would Uh, like to. You got a 14 on your magic, so I'm going to give you a plus one forward on that. Me? Yeah. Okay, well, then that's an 11. That's an 11? Yeah, you get down there, no problem. Uh, Land in a pile of trash. Yeah, and you collected all your things, right? Yeah, I grabbed my backpack, which was the only thing, because, like, my clothes and stuff were in there. Got you. How benevolent. I was about to do it for you, because you hadn't mentioned it when, had, when you did the action. I had. I said. I took your taser, and then I grabbed my bag. Oh, yeah, And then did. I tased sorry, him. Sorry, sorry. Okay. I'm going to run over and grab my backpack from the bed I was sleeping on. Okay. And um, whenever you run over to the bed, uh, your bed, what I would say, was closest to the door. Um, okay. Are you going to do anything whenever you get over to your bed and you grab your book bag? Like, what are you doing? How are you? I'm just going to, like, toss it over my back as, like, haphazardly as I can without being an idiot about it, uh-huh. I guess. How, how, like, still incapacitated would you say the guards are? Like, have they gotten up yet? You see some rubble moving. You don't see anybody standing. You see one guard is toward the back has like the least amount of rebel covering him, but all the other guards are like covered. Well, you see one guard is in the other room. Nice. Um, I guess I'm just going to take a running jump out the window and just try to use my magic to help myself fall after grabbing my backpack. Yeah, course. roll your magic. Okay. That's a nine. It's a nine. So you, you run and jump out the window and you try to use your magic to kind of hold yourself up. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry. Before I do any of that, you have one um, exhaustion. You have to roll a percentile die for me. Oh, fuck. On a 10 or lower, you're, you just fail. I hope I don't get a 10 or lower. Yeah, surefire leap out the window only to fall like head first onto the ground. Smack into the other building. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, 96. Hell yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, no, that doesn't. Okay, Let's so. Let's fucking go. As you jump out the window, you try to use your magic to kind of support yourself, but you notice that your magic's not really helping you out right now. You kind of are a little drained of magic. So as you're about halfway down, you realize you need to depend on yourself and you tuck and roll and you twist your ankle uh, as you're standing up, giving you a minus one forward uh, on your next thing you do. Claire's um, still up there. Yeah, Claire grabs her bag. Throw the blanket down and we can fireman catch you. <laughs> uh, I got a, a rope. Look through the, the area and sees dudes just fucking rolling around in wood and uh, looks out the window and goes, Man, fucking what? How? Do 
12 years old, not even fucking five feet tall. What the fuck? Uh, and then she's, <laughs> she's just gonna like put her legs out over the the bottom like ledge of the window and try to fall feet first to also tuck and roll on the ground. Okay, roll act under pressure. Yeah, fucking normie over here. Yeah, Clara, Clara being like super like okay, just. Gonna... I had to roll an act under pressure. I looked for. Yeah, I looked for had, garbage. You're spry. And you, you also had, had some magic help. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I did. Tough. Is that correct? Plus cool. cool. Plus cool. That's a eight. You got an eight? Mm. Yeah, I'm going to kind of give you the same fate there. As you're jumping out, you, you it's a 15-foot drop, you know? You're yeah, that's, in not, your that's 30s. not easy on <laughs> the knees. <laughs> you successfully tuck and roll. You do it for you perform it fine. It's just... You're 30. I'm hurting. <laughs> You're 30. You like rolled over onto the the rifle that's in your bag just a little too hard. It's yeah. like, ah, that hit my spine. As you guys are collecting yourself together, you see a guard bring his rifle, uh, his laser rifle out of the window and point it in your direction and take a shot and it misses. Uh, and he takes a couple of shots at you as you guys are on the ground. Okay. Yeah. I um, shoot back. Like, yeah. I guess I would draw my gun and shoot back too. Okay, both of you guys roll to kick some ass. Oh, yeah. What are you shooting with? Uh, I'm shooting with my revolver aiming for the barrel of the laser rifle. Okay. And I'm shooting from my 9mm. I'm just aiming for for his uh, torso, I suppose. Yeah, I'm going to need mass. you, after you roll, you're going to have to roll a percentile die as well. Okay. To see whether or not you hit that specific target that you're rolling to hit. And after you roll for your kicks mass, remember, you need to roll percentile die to see if it just fails. Okay. And I'm also going to use uh, the big whammy so that I can roll plus weird instead of tough. Just okay. It might fail anyway, so it might not matter. You get to re-roll? No, it was really bad. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a four, but you said I have a minus one, right? Yeah. So a three. Oh. Fuck. Yeah, go ahead and mark your experience. Wait, what did you get? I got a 10. You got a 10, okay. Yeah, and then I got 65% on my barrel shot, trying to, to shoot the barrel of the gun. And I, like I said, I had an idea for what that plus could be. You get to pick your extra effect on a plus 10. Oh, I me. pick it? Yeah. Oh, awesome, okay. I, I want to use you inflict terrible harm, and I want the laser rifle to explode. Oh. Okay, um, so and you got a 65 yeah, for 65%. your percentile. I'll give it to you. I was thinking 70% for it happening. It's so close. It's so close. I'll give it to you. Yeah. So you take a shot at this man who's standing out the window who's shooting his rifle at you, his laser rifle at that, and you point your bolt action rifle at him. You take a deep breath and you take one shot, and as he's shooting at him, he takes a shot at you and does land a hit, dealing uh, two harm. Ooh. Unless you have any body armor. I am wearing my bulletproof vest. Um, so that it'll take one harm. Yeah. Hit his gun with your bullet and his gun explodes in his hands. And it deals him three harm. Yes. All right. We, we got to, like, book it. He falls out the window dead. Cool. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. That's not... That's not good. Why just, am I just, British? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't right, is it? That's what I call trauma response. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've looked both ways down the alley that I'm assuming that we fell into and just trying to and just am looking at which what's in either direction. 
You went to one side of the building. I went to the other because we're trying to figure out. Okay, both of you roll read about a situation. Uh, I have dialogue that might help, but y'all are in action, so I'll wait. Because when I did my perimeter check, I figured out what the two best ways out towards our next de- like destination are. But it's dependent on one of you having a compass. Anyway, I think I do. Yeah, you do. Shilov specifically has a compass. Specifically have a compass. Am I gonna? Never mind. Oh yeah, and Shilov, whenever you shot out there, you just were shooting and you didn't hit anything. Terrible shot. Yeah. That's make, fine though. Make sure you guys keep track of your ammo. Thank you. Yeah. I failed. I got a five. Get a five. Okay. We have so go luck ahead and points. Experience. We have luck points. Oh no, I'm not using a luck point just to figure this out. I got a. Well, I had to get it sharp. Well, that is a five. So you fail as well. I oh, fail no. as well. You two run to the opposite ends of this building, and kind of like are checking the perimeter, trying to see what's going on. Adrian, as you come around the corner, you're looking and you see another guard with a gun. Standing facing the opposite direction of you, he hasn't noticed you yet. Aisling, as you come around to the front of the building, you see a white panel van. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that there's a vehicle here yeah. is shocking and not normal. Because yeah. like we've said before, vehicles are like very, very, very expensive. And you have to be very wealthy and well known to have one. Yeah. Can I use magic? to crumple that engine no because you did just fail coming around okay so you're not really going to get you're not going to get any action or anything to do right now i'm just kind of describing what we've got going on same for you because you failed okay can i still can i ask a question i'm not going to do anything he is the only guard i see i don't see anyone other guards past him or anything immediately you only see one okay i turn to shalev and i say hey uh do you have like magnetic north programmed into your brain or something like what? I don't I ha- know how this works and we're under a lot of stress right I now. I have a compass. Okay, that's perfect. Um why didn't you just ask if I have a compass? Because who, did- who the fuck has a compass? I- Whatever. It's I have a compass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, um Tiffany, Aislinn, get back up. Wait, actually, I shouldn't yell. But well, you don't know. You don't know that. You don't know that. Yeah, it's too yeah. late. You've, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It just dawned on me that I shouldn't yell. Tiffany, Aisley, get the fuck over here. I now can th- I crush the engine? Go, yeah, you did that. I, I shove a taser into directly the back of this man. <laughs> All right, um, Aisling, I want you to roll magic for attempting to well. try and disable this van. Yeah. Actually, no. You know, I I'm gonna instead crouch a little bit. I'm shoving the taser into the back of his knee. Okay, Aisling, what did you get for your roll? I'm, I'm gonna come back to you. Yeah. Okay. It is uh, nine plus three, so twelve. Get a twelve. Nice. Uh, so you use your magic to reach out, and you're not really a, a crushy person. That's not typically your thing, is it? Is that your magic usually? I mean, <laughs> magic is magic. Like her. The the. System of magic in this game is typically such that it's less about what school of magic you're familiar with and more what you what the the rules are capable of mm-hmm. of handling. Like how you, what you warp want. your environment. And I think a lot of like how Aisling feeds is a siphon, so she could just be siphoning the air to make everything just 
Well, I mean, and so one of the specific things that you can do is do a thing that is beyond human potential. You know, that is that explanation was pretty cool. Actually, I kind of dug that. Like, you create a vacuum by siphoning the air out of the the engine, causing it to crumple in on itself. Like what I said is technically true, but also like. Yeah, and this in-universe explanations are fun. Yes, and if you want to add limitations, well, or, or, I'm just trying to think of exactly like what you could do to one of these vehicles, like realistically, because like okay, if it's an engine block like what we have today, it's gonna be pretty fucking hard to yeah. crush that well, piece of metal. Like, well, you specifically said that we're not past a certain period of time when it right, comes to Right, but this is a car. I don't know, like... The first car was invented in, like, 1915. Be... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm probably just well, thinking so about here's this the, too much. Here's the other I thing. One of it is summon true. a monster into the world, so I could just summon a huge thing to crush the car. You could summon a creature <laughs> into the, into the uh, tailpipe of the car and just that's make pretty, it choke. That's pretty beneficial to us, <laughs> frankly. And, like, you stipulate what that is is and what that means but oh my like, god this is so chaotic <laughs> <laughs> ah, a micro goat summoned, I summon a crab horse on top of the car <laughs> plunk I summon 20 very small goats Robert has a good day you know what? and they start dissolving the car from the inside out if you want if you will summon if you want to summon a crab horse <laughs> Specifically because you can use that to get away if you want. Like I don't know. I, I I'm all right with you summoning. Do I? Not, am I all right with you summoning a crap horse? Why do you get to summon? Why is the magic in this game well, so flippant? I got yeah. a question. I need rules. I got no. a question. Do you want to destroy the car? Or do you want to make the car an option of something to take? In which case, I say you summon a bad smell inside the car. I want. <laughs> I don't want the car to be an option to take. That's fair. You just I'll set a flame what, in the gas tank. You can absolutely just like destroy the tires so it cannot move. Like I, I just engine block just in my brain. Oh, I siphon the air stuff. out of the the tires there you instantly. Go. Yeah, you just completely deflate the tires. Awesome. So real quick, just uh, describe RP how you would do that um, okay. if you don't mind. So Aisling hears <laughs> Clara shout. And immediately, like, tenses, like, visibly, and turning around, glaring at Clara with a finger to her lips of, like, quiet. Her other hand reaches out and basically just pulls air into her palm and then, like, throws it up into the air or whatever. And the air has come from the tires. Yeah, it's gone now. And the Do tires. Do I see any of that? Like, does that not? I see her. I'm looking at her. But do I see the wind? Do I see the magic? Or do I just see her go, yoink, and like raise her hand? You okay, cool, cool. The ladder. You just <laughs> see her go, yoink, yoink. and like, raise her hand. You don't see like any sign of magic at all. Okay. That's hilarious. And, uh, Adrian, roll, uh, I mean, he's, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, acting under pressure, not kick some ass because you're not trying to, you're just trying to knock him out. Yeah, and his back is to me. Yeah, so roll and act under pressure. That's a good. That is a that is a twelve. Yeah, you you do it. You <laughs> walk up to him and you put the taser in the back of his knee, and he goes and he falls over unconscious. And as he falls over unconscious, you see standing in front of him another guard. And he's like, "What the? What is going on?" He didn't try to catch his falling friend. No, he's like maybe like three feet away. I don't know, four feet away. <laughs> this guy just like crumples and he's okay. like, 
What is? What is? Go oh my god! Oh, oh he I, starts fumbling, trying to. Oh get yeah, his he's gun. he's fumbling. I just like rush at him, rush oh, low. Oh god! Taser to the front of the knee this time. Taser just to the anywhere on him. Taser to the dick. I don't care. Well, we established this weapon is an active under pressure weapon. Roll act under pressure. Sick. Catch him before he can get his gun and try to subdue you. Yeah, he's fucking fumbling. That honestly, makes the taser really good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's see. That is an eight. Eight? Yes. You rush up to him and you attach the taser to his knee and he starts to Not convulse. Or I'm sorry, his dick. Is that what you're trying to do? Anywhere on him, but I thought that was funny. Okay, uh, you rush up to him and you shove the taser right in between his legs and just get his dick. And as he's like convulsing, he lays his hand on your shoulder and you also get tased and both of you pass out unconscious. No! <laughs> Let's <laughs> so, from our perspective, we saw Tiffany walk around the corner of the building and not come back. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You so, hear? Uh, you hear? Like that? <laughs> um, we gotta go check on yeah. her and leave. I, I'd start running around the corner with my gun, like all raised and whatnot. <laughs> I'm following. The way that you just mimed that, I imagine Daniel Radcliffe in that one movie. Guns Akimbo. Guns Akimbo. You come around the corner and you see two guards crumpled over and Tiffany passed out as well. You take a quick look around. You don't see any more guards in the vicinity. Okay, I guess I'd run to, over to Tiffany and like check her pulse, obviously, and then pick her up. She's just unconscious. Yeah. I don't know that, though. Whenever you check her pulse, yeah. you find out that she's just unconscious. Okay, cool. That's good. You look down and you see uh, the guards are very clearly the exact same guards from the facility that you were and you woke up. And you notice that they have laser rifles and laser pistols, the same kind as before. Okay. Well, I pick up Tiffany then. Mm -hmm. Kind of like... Bag and all. Yeah, bag and all. And uh, I'd probably like take the bag and like put it like over the same shoulder as my other bag. And yeah. then just like kind of like throw her over my other shoulder. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, okay, cool. You are a little uh, encumbered. You're not going to be able to run at your full speed. Yeah, and I'm already exhausted. So. Yeah, so just. Well, thankfully there's two other people to carry a child. Yeah. Hey, hey, here, give me that, give me that. I saw this. Give me that? Okay. Oh, God. Right, sorry, no, that one. Hey, give me her, give me her. I saw the state you're in. Uh, no, come here, come here. Okay, you have that compass? Um, Sorry, I don't mean to say Right, right, right. Yeah. And I, I guess I would, like, fumble through my backpack and, like, pull my compass out. Yeah, you pull out your compass and uh, which direction? So, hear me out. We either leave north, which is faster, and we get out of the city faster, or we go southeast and we hit the train station and we can leave sooner. We'll have to walk around the city if we go north, but we gotta pick now. Uh, shit. They, there's no way they're not at the train station. You hear, like, what the fuck? Wait, what? What? Why are the tires? <sighs> Do you have an air compressor? I think you're right. That makes sense. We could walk around. It, it would only. It wouldn't take too long to walk around the perimeter of the city. Um, I just feel like it put us at a, in a pretty exposed. Like it's mostly plains around the edge of the city. I feel like we'd be really exposed. Fuck. But that's the only thing. Risk it. Go south. South. What? East. Southeast. Southeast. Go southeast. Risk it. Fuck it. Do you hear an air compressor turn on? 
<laughs> they have an air compressor, but not a fucking like fire alarm. Yeah, what I love is that this in this shit? situation they're in, they decide to start airing their tires back. I mean, they need the vehicle, right? Like, if you're gonna come in here and like raise hell and leave, you gotta get away. Here I was sitting going, you know, that's probably not enough and I should use fire in the fuel tank. Yeah! Oh well. Ace, what do, what do you think? That's a vote for the north, a vote for the southeast. Oh, you can flip a coin. I don't have one. I'm gonna start running southeast with the... Uh, the only way out of the town is the train, right? The only way the to only another town. The only, yeah, sensible is the best word for it. it. It's like a week's... No, two weeks journey to Emberville. Two weeks journey if you're going on a horse with carriage. A week if you're on a horse just like a horse. Yeah. And then like three weeks if you're walking. They have better transportation than us. It's better for us to just be hidden and we need to be mobile. Why won't these tires fill up? I don't understand. What is going on? (laughs) Actively siphoning air away like pulling it from the air like... If we need to get on the train, I can get us on the train, but we need to go. Now, everybody here would know that the trains are a uh, public service. They are owned by the city. Uh, from what you know, you wouldn't think that they are associated with pristine industries. Okay, then I think you're right. We book it for the train and we, we go. If you say you can get us on without any trouble, then let's fucking get out of here. We'll be like really visible for all of five seconds while we cross the street and then we're booking it through the alleys and we're gone. I think I'm gonna have to call the boss. I don't know why, like. <laughs> <laughs> I love him how having. How are we getting like... away? How, how, where? Oh god, this is Magnus is gonna be pissed. This guy is having a hell of a day. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way those people are okay. I heard the explosion. You heard the explosion. I heard the explosion. <laughs> All right, let's beat it. I guess we're running across the street like before we cross the street. I, I want to try to wake up Tiffany with magic to do the healing thing. Yeah, you can do that. You guys don't want to do that as you're running. Yeah, I can't. Or we're like approaching. Well, the like edge. before we get to the street, so it doesn't look like we're carrying an unconscious person across the street. That's fair. Real quick, where are you guys? How are you? So you're in the backyard if you're where Tiffany's at. You're behind the building if you're where Tiffany's at. Yeah, okay. The car is in the front of the building, actively not having air in it, and you've heard his... Oh, no. Um, where are you guys going? What Shalev are you doing? Shalev brought uh, Tiffany back to us from on the side of the building where we fell out of the window. Got you. Now I understand. So yes. you guys are standing on the side, on the side of, of the, the building. building? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we would uh, be heading in whatever direction southeast is in, according to Shalev's compass. So you... I mean, southeast, you would know how to get there. Yeah, right. We're inside the city. Yeah, so we you're just in the city. There. Okay, so yeah. Though the compass is, you know... Helpful. You, yeah. I, it would make sense that you not thinking because of the moment would, like, need a compass, Yeah. if that makes sense. It's like, like, fuck, I need anything to yeah. give me a sense of direction in life. I, that's just a general truth for me. <laughs> Eight. Eight? All right, so it's going to have a glitch right yeah okay i'll suffer one harm okay kind of hold your hands over tiffany's head as shalev brings them over and some light leaves your body through your hand and goes into tiffany and tiffany kind of starts awake 
you're conscious and you didn't take any harm, right? You didn't tell me if yeah, I no, did. Yeah, you didn't take any harm. But you take one harm as you bring them conscious. And usually whenever you reach out and use your power, you feel it drain you and you feel like a need to feed. And again, you still notice that you are just sated. You don't feel the need to consume at the moment. Cool. So I guess then we set uh, Tiffany down <laughs> and like, hey, you you okay? You passed out on us. You ready to go? We got to yeah, go to fine. the train station. Yeah, I'll just start right. Train yeah, station? Go. Okay, Let's go. that way. Just a little woozy 12-year-old. Fucking what? Train station? Yeah. Yeah, train station's that way. Let's go. I fucking love trains. So, you guys, are you going to go, like, to the back alleys to try and get there? Yeah. Are you going to try and avoid the car that's up front? Yeah, probably head towards the back of the building, right? Just run over the two crumpled guards, yeah. You pass over the two crumpled guards. You notice they are, again, in the exact same pristine industries guard uniform. Uh, and you notice they have some laser rifles and some laser pistols. You don't see any other guards in the back. You run to a back alley. You find your way out onto a main street, you know, about four or five blocks away. And uh, whoever's in front, who's leading this party? I would like to lead at this point. Do you know where the train station is? Yes. Yes. Then yes. Yeah, I'd imagine it'd be Clara, and then I would imagine we would have uh, the child in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, because you were carrying me. Okay. For half second. And is anybody doing anything in this period while we're running away? Besides running away, I'd probably be trying to pull like a granola. Oh, do I have? Food? I have food with me. I don't remember yeah. specifically. Yeah. Yeah, you do. We have food. food. Well, I mean, it's in packs. Yeah. Is Shalev still carrying my backpack? Well, I am still carrying your backpack. Then Shalev I'm also has food in their backpack. Oh, yeah, I don't care about that. I'm just, like, like letting the rope oh, kind yeah, of like, fall trail off my mix. shoulders. I would, eat, I would open and eat a bag of trail mix since I had to give up my breakfast that I was really excited for. Okay, yeah, um, as you eat the trail mix, you can go ahead and take away that exhaustion point. As you feel yourself kind of refuel from that exertion that you did, do you give Tiffany back their backpack? I don't think that's necessary right now, to be honest. No. Okay. Not where we're running. Cool. Clara's, once she knows we're about to, like, hit a main road and not necessarily have to hide anymore because we've, like, put some considerable distance between us, she's going to, like, start holstering shit and, like, trying to make her look less conspicuous. Like, all right, we're, we're, like, getting close or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So you hop out on the main street and you take a look left and look right. You see people out and about. You know, it's, like, 10 o'clock in the morning right now. And you don't see any signs of anyone in guard uniforms. You don't see any vehicles other than carriages pulled by horse crabs. And, you know, it just seems like a normal day in the city. I turn back to the three of y'all and I say, Okay, I think I think we're in the clear. I th- uh, well, I mean, y- y- be on guard, be alert, but I think we're, we're out of the woods for now. Okay. Train station's like down the road so we're, we're like right there nothing suspicious at all not not no no okay. guards no cars nothing Are okay. you sure yeah i don't see anything but horse carriages all right and she just throws the robe off her back and just reholsters her knife and goes time to act natural and she starts like jogging out the entrance being like mom come on we're gonna miss the train mom we're gonna miss the train which As one of us is mom <laughs> anyone <laughs> i'll just chug and walk out after her since i have her backpack i feel like I would just intuit that it would make the most sense for me to act you'd, as the mom. You'd act like the mom, or you'd look like the older sister being forced to carry the backpack by the mom. It does not matter. Yeah, that's true. I just start sounding as annoyingly normal as possible. 
excited about a train. I sidle up next to Clara and basically like hook my arm in so that oh Clara's like escorting me. No question. <laughs> we look like a couple. We just kind of head out. Okay. <laughs> Fucking like. Yeah. I'll do the annoying kid thing. Aristocrat next to like big gun bulk like. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to roll act under pressure. Hey, wait a minute. What's the what's the open carry policy in this city? I mean, bounty hunters are bounty hunters are profession in this in this world. We're rolling a for what? Act uh, under pressure. Act, everybody rolls act under pressure, and everybody is good carrying weapons. The people might look at a twelve-year-old sideways, but I mean, she's got Penault family. I don't have gear. any wep- I don't have any weapons on me right now. I have a holstered boot knife that they cannot see. I right. don't have any weapons. I'm just saying that, like in general, like if you were carrying weapons, people might look at you sideways, but then if they see your like work uniform, they'll be like, ah. That's a penult. We know yeah. those. Yeah. They start them young. Damn. <laughs> I rolled a three. Marking experience. Seven. I leveled up. Seven. Eight. Um, eight. I'm using a luck point. <laughs> and a perfect success. Okay. Uh, so you guys come out and you're playing the part of a child very well. Yeah. Because you I'm, are a child. And I'm running ahead and, and like stamping my foot impatiently and then I'm running back and I'm tugging on arms and then I'm running forward again. I'm being annoying and exactly what you ignore. All, uh, all the while you're also being very observant and you notice things that, you know, people wouldn't expect a 12-year-old to notice. Uh, you see up about 50 feet in the buildings a creature, a humanoid creature. God damn it. In a black outfit with a very pale white face and black eyes. You see it looking down upon you guys, but you don't make it look like you notice it. Okay. I I guess I run back over and just be like, come on, come on, the train's almost here, the train's almost here. There's a thing in the sky. The train's almost here! The train's almost here! (laughs) My other question is, do I, I mean, I'm an expert at monsters, do I recognize what it is? Or is it too far away to make out? You just see it briefly. Okay. I believe you guys talked about it a little bit less before yeah. you. Yeah, honestly, Tiffany was the only person I. No, Tiffany and uh, I was Shalev. Yeah. No, no Tiffany. Nope, you got that wrong. No, I'm I was sa- asleep as hell. That's what I'm saying. I didn't tell either of them. I don't think I told. No, Tiffany. no, it was mentioned to um, Aisling after I it. went to bed. Okay. You mentioned it in passing, like in the morning of like I saw a monster last night, and yeah. that's why you chased them out of the room is because you wanted to hear more. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but we you never, never talked any about more that. Information. Yeah. Uh, so you head over and you point this creature out to Clara discreetly, and then quickly resume acting like a child and playing in the streets. Clara, you look up and see, hanging from a building, the same stark white creature from the night before. It locks eyes with you, large, empty pupils seeming to see right through you. You stop and try to take a closer look as it disappears in front of you, once again in a puff of black smoke. You stand at the street and stare into the space where the creature was, wondering what it was and where it went. Your thoughts are interrupted by the sound of a train horn, as a long red train labeled the Iberville Express pulls into the nearby train station. The sounds of the town around you fade as we end our session. Thanks, darling. Oh, a little more sugar, please. Right. 
Robert's stay house never saw it coming. And no, I don't mean the arrival of our heroes that led to the destruction of his building. Pristine Industries drove a lot of businesses under, especially small hotels like Robert's. You see, Pristine was a megacorporation and the first of its kind. These humans had never known such evil. Every day, another small business would shut its doors forever, and the stayhouse was next on the chopping block. Even if Shalev hadn't blown a hole through a load-bearing wall, that building was coming down. Shalev just saved Magnus a few hundred gold for, uh, demolition. Productions.